Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Listening to the Urban Sports Say Will T and myself, Bo Lay, the homie Ray Gigi's out, and we are part of Ampire Media at AmpireMedia.com. What's going on, Will T? Nothing much, sir. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. You know, long time out since I've been. I know, here, man. man. But you're glad to have you back in the, in the studio, man. You know, yeah, man. Absolutely. You know, tonight's one of my favorite nights Tell of the why, year, bro. Tell them why. The tip off of the NBA season has we started, here, man. We, it's wild. Like time goes by fast, man. It really I, does. Like the Warriors just won the championship. The Celtics are playing right now. They're playing the Boston Celtics. I mean, playing the excuse me, the Philadelphia 76ers. But these two, like the Warriors and the Celtics, just wrapped up the NBA Finals, and now we're here. <clears throat> yep. So there are a couple of milestones as you, you know, you, of course you had the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Then you have Vegas Summer League. True. Then you have the preseason. I mean, then you, um, excuse me. Vegas Summer League, mm-hmm. along with free agency. And, you know, now we're here. Oh, man, we just be so here now, man. We could embrace it, man. We don't get this often, man. We Like, <clears throat> basketball, the beginning of basketball season is hope for everybody. Even these, even our, which we'll talk about, even the, even the Wizards. Yeah, man. I mean, for, <laughs> but I, like, for me, this is like the time of the year when I start to lose a lot of sleep because I just stay up yeah. and I watch basketball. And then you got to watch – the, you know, if it's on TNT, then you got to watch the post-game show. Yeah, it's hard, man. I, you know what? I, I can go like, I just go on YouTube and watch it because nowadays, I don't know if I can stay up that late to watch it. I understand. <laughs> I, nah, I I'm mean, Asian, I, bro. Like, it's wild. Like, I'm like, oh. I understand you. Like, I, I take a nap sometimes mm-hmm. during, the, um, during, the, during the game. <laughs> you, know? you do it during the game, though? Yeah, I do. Like, you know, all right. I'm not not all the time, yeah. but all right, this is my system. Got you. So if we have an early game, an eight a.m. an eight p.m. game, uh huh, I'm with you. If the game isn't close at the start of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I usually set my alarm for like thirty minutes. Okay. Go to sleep. Uh huh. Wake back up, then I can watch the next game. It's, now, now I missed the tip off. Yeah. But I usually catch it like sometimes, like ten. You know, like. Man, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, I do. Ten minutes gone after the. Ten minutes after the. Um, ten minutes to the first quarter. Mm. So you know, I got you know, and that's depending upon if I want to see the second game or not. You have a real schedule. I do. I do, man. I, I loved it. I love, love, love it's the best time, basketball. Though. It is like it's, it's exciting. Like I said, like a lot of teams have hope, and like you like seeing watching rookies. For me, I'm a, I'm big, I love seeing the rookies, see what they're gonna do, and just see what you know if they could do any damage. But uh. Mention Amplifier Media. Amplifier Media hosts multiple DMV Sports <clears throat> podcast shows, such as the John Kyle Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders insider John Kyle, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Team. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the Urban Sports Team YouTube channel. We're doing big things. Subscribe, subscribe to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that red button also hit like hit the like button on multiple videos it's great for the algorithm <laughs> what's up man all right this show can be found on podcast dc the local app with hundreds of options and local news and health in the dmv region download the dc 
excuse me, download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Hey, check out our weekly NFL picks on the NFL, I mean, sorry, on the, on the Football Garbage Time website. Just go to www.footballgarbagetime.com. It's part of the Urban Sports Scene Football Garbage Time Challenge. How are you doing in that league? Terrible. Me too. I think I am too. Uh, the week before last, I didn't even. Making picks. picks. You're terrible. Go ahead. (laughs) Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Hey, we'll see. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. We'll talk about the Washington Commanders beating the Chicago Bears. um, If you want to call it that. And their upcoming game against the Green Bay Packers. Um, at 8.25, we'll preview the Washington Wizards season and their season opener against the Indiana Pacers. Double Take Sports Wizards reporter Karina Parks will join us for this for that segment. At 8.40, we'll talk about a heavy boxing weekend, which highlighted Devin Haney beating Cambosis and Deontay Wilder KOing Hellenius. <clears throat> um, finally, in our segment, well, actually, also, let me shout out to uh, shout out to Caleb, Caleb Plant. Yeah, Caleb Plant. Drill. I mean, Anthony Drill. Drilled him. Jeez, we won't get to that anyway. That, yeah. that was that was vicious. Finally, in our segment, uh, in our HBCU segment, HBCU corner segment. Excuse me. We have a pre-tape interview with Bethune Cookman tight end uh, Kamari Avery. Uh But first, I, I can do this, bro. I got it. It's in my face right now. Last Thursday, the Washington Commanders defeated. The Chicago Bears, 12 to 7. Uh, what were your thoughts on Washington's performance, my man? First of all, man, my bad. Basketball's on, so kind no, 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 of no, 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 that's not you. No, good, no, believe me, no, I was reading already. I was already going to play. It's all good, bro. Nah, huh? Go ahead, bro. What did I think of last Thursday's game? Uh, <laughs> it continued the performance, Washington's performance. I'm going to talk about the overall. I'm going to say it continued the streak of bad football on Thursday. You know, we had Mm. the previous week we had the Russell. Yeah, we had the Colts and we had the Broncos. Then we had Washington versus um, the Bears. Bears. So it continued the streak of very bad football on Thursday nights. That's one. Mm -hmm. Two, um, if you're a Washington fan seeing – uh, Carson Wentz's performance, not that you want anyone to get injured, but you're almost thinking, look, man, I know when I'm getting with Taylor Heineke, and I know it's, go- it's not going to be elite quarterbacking, but it's going to be a hell of a lot better than what I saw on Thursday night from Carson Wentz. We, we all got to remember last year. <clears throat> <laughs> we all got to remember last we year. Do. We saying, do. We like, do. But, but, okay, Wole, let, let, let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. And unbiased. Oh, I am. Believe me, I'm not, not, not a – this is a – Now, I know that, you know, um, Ron Rivera had his comments about the quarterback and, you know – In that game, yeah. You, you know, and then Carson Wentz, his, his lack of time with this team has yeah. been a – was one of the issues, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But – if you had a guy who's kind of been in this offense for three years, like what, three years now? Yeah. Don't you think this would at least provide the guy hashtag fire 
Scott Turner. Scott Turner. Hashtag. It's a popular hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> a hashtag that you started. Yes. Um, don't you think this will at least allow him to open, <laughs> to open up the playbook a little bit more? I don't think so because, I mean, if you watch even last season, so it's wild because, you know, I get a lot of fans on Twitter like trying to give you flack about saying, and we'll get into this topic later, but we'll just talk, I'll talk about this quarterback and in terms of Taylor Heineke. No knock on Heineke, a lot of heart. But in terms of opening the, the playbook, last season, like, they had to close the playbook because he kept throwing interceptions because they tried to, you know, Scott Turner loves to throw the football. So they tried to throw the football, and he was throwing a lot of interceptions. So when they got on that winning streak, what did they do? They just ran the ball a lot and played play action off of that. So the playbook, when everyone talks about opening up the playbook with the guy, there's limits to opening it up. Yeah, right? Running, like him running the football. Him personally running the football. Yeah. That's opening up. It's Carson is slow. Like, he's slow now. It's wild. Like, he's even slower than he used to be. And he wasn't slow, but he was actually, he could run. He was mobile, but he's slower. He's just, hey, father time is undefeated. The injuries. Yeah, that too. That too, true. But when he, when he, when they won, when they got on this winning streak, when they, when people were on the glorified winning streak and he won seven games. They limited him throwing the football because he he has this is this, and this is the truth. Like and I said, he has a lot of heart. <clears throat> but we watched Brett Favre, right? Mm-hmm. He threw a lot of picks. Gunslinger. He gunslinger. But he was a gunslinger with, with what? With a strong arm. What are your gun? If you're a gunslinger with a weak arm, what does that do? Okay, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Um, it seems as if, yeah. and I know we're getting off to, off Look, topic right, a little bit. Topic. It seems as if. Um, this team has had success under Ron Rivera and Scott Turner when they've had the ability to run the ball and play action. Facts. Passing game. Facts. You added Jahan Dotson, who's another speedster, yeah. along with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Um, and you have Curtis Samuel. Yes. Do you think that that at least opens up the possibilities for you to push the ball, not down the field, like 20, with 20 yeah, plus yard passes, but more in the intermediate area, in that 10 to 15? Got to, I mean, it's got to get there. I think they're, they're, they're open. I mean, their guy's open. I, I won't say that. I won't say that, 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 that. But also, the line does play a part. Like, can he get enough time to, to push the ball that far? You know what I mean? I, this is my thing. I think that, I and mean, you know, Will, you're, you were an Eagles fan at the time. So I'm a, I'm a, re, I'm, I'm a rebu- I have a rebuttal to one of those things. Okay. I think he will because Carson Wentz holds the ball no, but see, but, too but, long. But he does, but if you look at the clocks, there's a clock. There's a clock. Okay. They're getting pressure with them in two seconds. They ain't holding the ball. That's just, you're just getting hit. That's just a bad line. The okay. Washington line is I'll bad. Ron Rivera has neglected the the line. Even that Bears game, if you watch, the, the, he wasn't holding the ball that long. He was just getting smacked. You know what I mean? You got guards getting bullied. You know what I mean? Like that's just an issue of Pat. That's just an issue. But well, the Bears was better, and it's wild. The Bears was probably the, that one was probably better than the, than the rest of his. You know, some of the games he had prior. But but in terms of like what. Carson had with, with, I have an issue with with Taylor Heineke and 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 Carson Wentz and whole this whole thing is that when you look at like the game plan and you talk about coaching, you, you know what I'm saying? We all know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to what, something I wanted to talk about before, like I'm saying about Carson Wentz. You know what Carson Wentz is. You used to be an Eagles fan. You know about Carson Wentz. You know that what he likes to hold the football. Yes. He likes to put a big play, right? That's his thing. Like he's that, an off schedule quarterback. He's an off schedule quarterback. Exactly. You decided to not put any. Emphasis on the O line, and now you're paying for it right now, right? You know what you got. You signed up for. You got a guy who likes to hold the football and make big plays with off, off of that alone. That's who he is. He's always been that. That's very consistent to who Carson Wentz is as a football player. 
instead instead of like building that O line around uh, around a quarterback who likes to hold the football, so he can have that time to kind of go through like get that big play, but get that big play. You didn't. Okay, that's on you. But in terms of telling tell Taylor Heineke what he's gonna do best for this team, it's probably like the checkdowns. If you everyone keep it a buck, the checkdowns will probably be in play more with a Taylor Heineke. So somebody like a JK a, a JD McKissick will eat, you know. But in terms of like stretching the field, like bro, like when you play soft, de- sorry defenses, yes, it's gonna he could still be able to do some things. Like you know, I agree. But when he plays against defenses that are good. Forget elite, good. Because if you watched the Cowboys game last year, you know what good defenses are going to do to him. You playing the Philadelphia Eagles this season, you know what they're going to do to him. So he's going to still deal with pressure because this offensive line isn't blocking. And he's still going to deal with, like, you know, and, and secondary play, they're not going to respect you. So if I know that you can't, you can't throw it over me, like Terry, we've seen plays where Terry McLaurin is, was, last year, this season was beating people deep. He underthrew him, so we had to come back for the ball. That was either picked or he almost got damaged trying to come back for football. Same thing. Even De'Ami Brown, you saw the, the two bombs with Carson Wentz. Hanke isn't making that pass. Doesn't have the arm strength to make that pass. So <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. So you're going to start a new hashtag, hashtag put in Sam Howe? You already know what time it is, bro. Okay. You know what I'm All saying? Right. You already know. But I'm asked this, we asked this question to our uh, Washington fans about, you know, did this win give the commanders hope? Right, I asked, I asked this question, and like, let me go to my, my Twitter. Actually, my man on Twitter, uh, t- uh, Timus, said, we won. It wasn't pretty, but we've all knocked down some ones and twos before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, so, hey, l- hey, listen. I'm just saying, though. <laughs> sometimes you got to take a, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes folks, take, they've been taking some L's. Some folks are taking some. I mean, some that. some wins are lost. <laughs> In other words. In other words. Hey, that was funny, man. Appreciate you, homie. Um, look for another. Also, my man uh, on Facebook, Cornelius said, "Nope, the bear just blew it." At I mean, excuse me, the Bears just blew it at the end. If it wasn't a Washington win, more than really a Bears failure to execute. Yeah, I thought the Bears had a good chance. I thought the last play of the game, the Bears had that touchdown. I thought he just dropped it. I did I too. Mooney just dropped it. I like thought they, Mooney they, just dropped it. They yeah. dropped it. I, I know they wanted to get St. Juice credit, but I thought Mooney just dropped it. So. Yeah, I, I think he just dropped yeah. it. And also, man, the Bears, you got to. I, listen, I don't know if Justin Fields is the answer or man, not. I'm going to tell you, boy, I can tell you what it is. I'm a, people say I'm biased. I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm going to tell you what the truth No. In your opinion, no? Yeah, huh? He ain't. He ain't. Ain't I feel bad for it's not he has talent. He gotta be debugged. Like that's the thing. When you go to Ohio State, they, their system is not conducive to teaching NFL, NFL quarterbacks. Concepts. It's good for yes, it's good for college. You know, it's the same with Steve Spurrier in Florida. Like all the numbers that Danny Warfel and all these all these dudes, Shane Matthews, uh what's it, um Rex Grossman, all these dudes put up numbers in Florida. They got into league and did what? Squat. Rex Grossman put. took a team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, he was the highest one. But he still wasn't, at the end of the day, like the most, he still wasn't as good as he was putting up in college, numbers he was putting up in college. I'm just saying, like, this this dude, he's, if he did what Joe Burrow did, God bless Joe Burrow. He left Ohio State and went to LSU and got some <laughs> teaching. You saw what you saw what the same coach almost did to Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. That's true. I'm just That's telling true. you, man, like, I think that. For him, but I'll say this though: if for for Phil Justin for just for Justin Fields, he needs to go to like 
he need he needs an offense similar to what Jalen Hurts is doing in Philadelphia. I feel like if he gets that type of offense, he could be a better quarterback. Because I do think he's a better passer than Jalen Hurts. He was initially. I think Jalen Hurts has improved, though. I'm going to give him his flowers. I think he has improved as a passer. Yeah. But I think for, I, he needs to go to a different – there needs to be a system tailored to him. I have one more question ahead, for you that's off topic, off, off the, that's not on the outline. Gotcha. Did you see the pregame show for the Bears, the the Amazon pregame show with uh, – for the Bears and Commanders game. No, I didn't. You're talking okay. about, uh, but go ahead. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I think I've heard of it. Oh, when um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, yes, he said pretty much that they don't, they coach quarterbacks. Scott Turner. Scott Turner. I know. I, believe <laughs> I know this. <laughs> he, he doesn't coach towards a quarterback's strengths. Yeah. He coaches towards you need to, I'm, I'm going to, even if you're a square, I'm going to put you in this round hole, which in this round hole is my system. Yes. Did you? Did you? I, I, yeah, I that was very oh, interesting oh, comment. Yeah, that was a very interesting that. comment. Yeah, I, I saw the clip. I ain't watching. I saw the clip. Fire hashtag Fire Scott Turner. See, it's real. I'm telling you. Like that's that's bad coaching. That's bad coaching. I mean, but but in his, I'm not I'm not defending it, defending it. Yeah, I know. But I will say in his defense, most NBA NBA. That's what I love this league. Yeah. NBA um, NFL coaches they coach quarterbacks to. Okay. Under to play in their system. Yeah, They're, see now the the, the great the Go great ahead. offensive coordinators and great coaches understand. All right, my system is kind of a parameter. Yes, what do you do well, and we can implement that or some of those principles yeah. and philosophies into our offense. Yeah, everybody has a system. You're right, but then when you get talent, you kind of adjust your system, right? Mm-hmm. We, we had it here. Let's just keep it a buck. We've all watched. Mike Shanahan has won Super Bowls in the, with the Denver Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. Him and his son came to Washington. They drafted. They drafted. Word is they didn't even want this particular quarterback. They wanted Kirk Cousins, right? That was that's the that's the word. But they got this quarterback because the owner wanted him them to get this quarterback, right? That's mm-hmm. the that's the word. And what did they do? They decide, they def, they put a whole offense based on this one dude and his talents. Yeah, you know what I mean, and made him look all world. You know, he was looking all, and his talent too helped. I'm not going to take any and take any credit away from him, but he looked all world. Yeah, that's what coaching does. That's when you, when you're offensive coordinator, you do what's best for that. You put that player in the best position to be successful. You don't ask a player who plays this way to do something different. For instance, all right, you knew again. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to use Wentz example. Wentz has played in what system all of his life? He's played in. That, that Andy Reid, West Coast, yes, yeah, that right. The, the Andy, West Coast office, but office was spread was spread principles. Basically, the Andy Reid system because they both came from the Andy Reid tree, right? Mm-hmm. This is a whole different trick. So you didn't, so you didn't try to implement any of that, that type of system for a guy who's only been in one system. Is that so? Is that's that being fair. stubborn? Is that yeah. is that, I, no, that that's that's being so stubborn. So when he when he said that, I was like. That's my point. A lot of people were like, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't count. He only played for this team. He barely played for this team. And he would say he took, like, what, three snaps? Look, man, he's a quarterback. He's a had, veteran quarterback. He's a veteran quarterback. Who's well-seasoned. Forget how you think he, who you think he is. He's not Dan Marino whatever. He's been in this system. He is telling you what this offensive coordinator is all about. You, but He told you facts. Did he say that that's a horrible thing or anything like that? No. He told you that this, quarter, this coordinator – doesn't change his things. He doesn't change his offense for 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 the talent. You got to fit his system. 
is that that's just a fact. That's true. Right? Where is the negative? Because like you said, Will, a lot of coaches do that, right? Yes. So um, to, to me, this coordinator here, he showed you who this coordinator is. And so when he struggles from year one to year two to year three, this is the reason why. I don't never – no, I don't feel bad for that dude. Okay, no, sorry. I got no nothing for that guy. All right. <laughs> enough, with, enough with last week. Let's All go right. into this week. The, command, the Commanders now face Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers next on Sunday. News broke over the weekend that Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz fractured a finger during the Bears game. It looks like Wentz will be out four to six weeks. Taylor Heineke, which we discussed a little bit um, earlier in this segment, will be the starter instead of Sam Howell against the Packers. Is that the right decision? Is that the right decision? For me, no. And I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you why I, don't, I think it's it's the it's the it's the wrong decision. It's because we're looking at a court, we're looking at a like Taylor Heineke. All right, so how would you rate Taylor Heineke? I would Is he a, is he an NFL starter? No. Right. I don't think he's an NFL starter right. and I and unless it's spot duty or yeah. maybe a game or preferably a half, I probably wouldn't want him under center for me. Okay, facts. Okay. How much do you think, like, do you think he's better, flat out better than Sam Howell? I think at this moment he has a better grasp of the offense and okay. the philosophies and okay. what they want to do um, from an offensive perspective within the what? framework of Scott Turner's um, for offense. offense. Yes. All right, so this is this is this is my next question for that because that's a valid that's people have used that answer. I think it's a valid answer. What attributes make, makes him better in terms of physical attributes makes him better than Sam Howell? Because only thing I only thing I, I would say if I'm if you asking me to evaluate both yeah, of both games, yes. I think Taylor Heineke is more elusive and can create plays off schedule better than Sam Howell potentially. Yes, but Sam Howell can do that though. <clears throat> it's the difference between you doing that at D1 college and North Carolina versus you in the pros because the, no, the defense saying, yeah. is a lot faster. Yeah, I agree. They are faster. So he, he showed, I guess if you want to say third string, everybody says that. He was doing it in the preseason, being elusive and whatever. It's something about being a gamer. But that's okay. You're right, though. I get what you're saying. Good point. One is an undrafted dude. So if I use the argument everybody uses, one is an undrafted, a journeyman, 30 something, he's about 30, 32, 31, 32. And Taylor Heineke, right? Mm-hmm. You are, you are, who you are, who you, who you are. Um, but this is my argument to folks who about why I think, you know, one, you're not playing for anything. I don't care what you're telling me. You're two or four, you look pathetic. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep I mean, you're buck. not out of it. You're not out of it. You're not out of it, but you look pathetic. So, like, you, now you're going to go with the guy that you already know about. What you're going to probably do, because if you're going to, like, this is the thing, what you're probably going to do, and this is a factual statement, and, you, and anybody can argue with me all you want. They're going to run the hell out of the football. That's what they're going to do. They're going to try to run. They're going to try to run. They're, exactly. They're going to be really relentless with running the football. This is a fact. They're going to try to do the same exact thing that they did last year when Taylor Heineke, when they got that winning streak. And they're going to make. They're going to put him in positions for him not to turn the football over. They're going to have him manage the football game. Basically, that's what they're going to have him do. They're going to manage, give him one half of the field to concentrate manage on the football, run the football and play football good game. defense. Exactly. Attempt to play good defense. And their defense has improved. Over the last some odd games with uh, Rio. you can do that with the rookie. You can do that with the rookie. If you're going to tell me 
that you're going to hear, Madison football, do a couple bootlegs, take a couple shots, if you can. You can do that with the rookie. The only thing that Taylor Heineke does to me better, like you just said, Wilty, is run. Yeah, he's a, fa- he's a faster, he's a better athlete than Sam, Sam Howe. But I think Sam Howe throws a better deep ball than him. I think in terms of accuracy, we don't even talk about accuracy. In terms of accuracy, is Taylor Heineke more accurate than Sam Howe? I know that he missed a lot of passes too last year. Floated them high, had them late, set receivers up. I'm just, this is my argument. Why, why are we acting like this dude is worth, like, worth the debate of Sam Howell or not? Like, I get, like, if it's a vet that's past his prime, but he's a vet that has clout. Like a Matt Ryan, right? I get, like, a Matt Ryan. Like, I can argue, I can, I'm with that. Okay. I can, so, so, if Matt Ryan was struggling and folks were like, we don't want to throw the rookie in there. No, because Matt, like, Matt Ryan has been a Super Bowl MVP. He's done stuff. He's, I mean, sorry, not Super Bowl. He's, he's won a, MVP. He's, he's accomplished he has, things. Yeah, he's really. won MVP. He's been yeah. to the Super Bowl. He's, he's accomplished something. Or Flacco. I can get that. He's won a Super Bowl. He's accomplished something. But we really out here fighting for, like, Taylor Heineke. Like, like, like it's that serious. All great points, but let me ask you this, this, <laughs> this other question. Do you think that it's possible that the coaching staff and you know the offensive mm-hmm. coaching staff mm-hmm. believes from what they see in practice that Sam Howe just isn't ready? It's possible. But I was I would argue, I would say this will has his coaching staff been right. That's a great question. That's what and that's what the fans and I I've, I've heard that with John Kahn. He was like, Well, this coaching staff says he's not ready. This coaching staff says he's not ready. All right. Has this coaching staff been wrong? I, I mean, think yes. so. Yes. So you're, when you tell me to put faith in a coaching staff that's been wrong, I mean, all right, what kind of argument is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get why people want it. Like, I get why people want to say, well, it's easy. It's the easy thing. He's a rookie. He's a fifth rounder. But we had that same thought process. I'm just saying it's for real, the same thought process. There's no way Russell Wilson starts over Matt Flynn. Yeah. For real. Matt Flynn got paid the bag, was a vet, did a, hey, showed, showed out in Green Bay that one, and everybody was in love with him. Pete Curl was like, nah, I see something. But he like, as a coach, that's Pete Curl doing that. But some of these people who are out here, like, they use they use what they deem as logic. Their deem is what they deem as logic is this dude's been in the NFL. He did this against NFL players. Russell wasn't starting against freaking Ones at that time, he was going against backups. Still putting numbers in preseason. Pete Carroll saw something, said, no what, this is going to be my guy. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's and, fair. And, I mean, there's it, it, multiple ways to look at to look at the question. Yeah. No, I, it's wild because, you know, even some of the reporters priorly would say that I would ask them questions. I would, they were like, oh, he look, uh, who's the best quarterback? I, said, I would ask, who looks, who's the best looking quarterback in camp? A lot of people said Sam Howe. That's the funny thing. A lot of people said Sam Howell. They're like, you look good. I was like, okay. Well, my friend, I think you know what you have to do, man. You got to start another hashtag. Man, man look. Listen, if, they, listen, they, if, they Heineke, if Heineke blows up in the game, you know, meaning two interceptions and you don't get the halftime yet, right? Yeah, the hashtag. I, what? I, yeah, think I, you I think you got to bring out the hashtag. Oh, bro, I'm trying. Dude, the hashtag coming. I'm out here. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm out here. 
I'm ready for the hashtag, man. I am the look, man. I am like I like the I'm the one who lights the fire, bro. Like I'm there. I, I like this fire. My man Cameron on Twitter about Heineke said yes. He's talking about it should be can't. Uh, it should, they made the right decision. He says yes because uh, Heineke is more experienced, and I believe that the team will rally around Heineke more than Wentz. Yeah, man. We'll see, man. I don't. I mean, we'll see. We'll I mean, see. look, you you you're going against a a team coming off a loss in the Packers. They're struggling. They're, strag- they're struggling. That don't mean. That don't mean. <laughs> no, it, does, it doesn't because, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers can get hot. Exactly. We all know that he's still, you know, he's the reigning MVP. Yeah, he's Aaron, he's Aaron Rodgers. Yep, he's Aaron Rodgers, so <laughs> it is what it is. anything can happen. All right, man, well, the Wizards season starts Wednesday against the Pacers. Double Take Sports Wizards reporter Karina Parks will join us to discuss this after the break. He listens to Urban Sports saying. For ages. Yeah, Deuces on Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. It breaks my heart. They ain't believing us. We the best music. They play themselves. Why you hating and being jealous? You could be over here embracing that love. More love, more blessings, more life. God did. You either win with us or you watch us win. DJ Khaled. They want to stop Ooh. But look at us now Whoa. They counted us out Time to say They prayer. didn't think that we were making up They didn't Maybe think bow our heads. Up. Oh, But I know that we Praying that I crash. Those guys, they don't want to see you last. They take a three million dollars above your tax. A tub full of money. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Ole, the homie Ray Jesus out, and we are part of Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. All right, right now we have Double Take Sports, Washington Wizards reporter and co-host of the Triple W podcast, Karita Parks, on the line. What is good, Karita? What's up? Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. Chris, basketball season, aren't you hype? I am hype. I can't believe it's basketball season already. We, just, yeah, we were just <laughs> talking about that, like the season just ended and now we're here. I literally feel like it just ended. Like I was, I've been saying that. I'm like, dang, I feel like it just ended and here we are again. But nonetheless, I'm happy it's back. I know Will T's excited too, right, Will? Absolutely, man. I'm focused. I'm locked in. Well, you know, usually, historically, I usually take this night off when we do the podcast. You do, though. I was about to ask yeah. you. Yeah, I know you do, though. Real talk. Yeah. You do take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I usually take this night off so I can sit in the house and just watch basketball. Actually, that's that's, that's what I think Ray doing, for real, real talk. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, hey, hey Karita, um, the Wizards, you know, opened the season against the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday. Uh, what are the keys for a, Wiz- a Wizards victory against the Pacers? The biggest key really is defense, in my opinion. I think that that's still, a, I mean, just from the preseason, that still seems to be one of their biggest issues. And we saw it in even their last preseason game. Defense wasn't up to par and where it needed to be. So for me, while there are, you know, other keys, I feel like that is the biggest key. Um, and also just also with this team, because you have 
KP, who is expected to, Chris Stotts, for seeing this, who is expected to start. Um, you have him playing with alongside Brad for the first time. Then, you know, you have Kyle Kuzma in the base. You have a lot of, and then you also have to think about Monte Morris. There's like a lot of new guys still. So getting that chemistry early, like getting that chemistry early, I think is going to be key. You don't want to be kind of going through the game a little choppy, but also a fast start. Like we don't need a slow start. That's another issue that we've seen with the Wizards. They need to come out the gate quick, fast, and in a hurry. How you doing, Karita? This is Will. Got a question What's for that, you. What's Will? It's been a while <laughs> since this team has had a presence on the low block. Uh, a guy with a I'll say this for at the four to five position, advanced offensive skill set such as Christoph Porzingis. Now you mm-hmm. take into account him and Bradley Bill, that's a pretty lethal one two combination. How do you think these two guys will fare early on in the season getting accustomed to playing with each other? I think the biggest thing is they just have to get accustomed to playing with each other. We didn't get to see them a lot in the preseason together. But we did, uh, in Japan, see a little bit from them. And they look like they'll be able to provide some excitement. So, like I said, I think the biggest key is just going to be them getting accustomed to playing together. But I think once they do, like you said, it's going to be a lethal combination. Also, you know, we got to hope KP stays healthy. (laughs) That's going to also be a key. But I think if he can stay healthy, because even without Brad last year, you know, KP had a strong presence. So now you add Brad back into the mix. I think that that's going to be one of the big keys to the Wizards this season. uh, Another question for you. We've seen, you know, this team's had three draft picks in Roy Hachimura, um, mm-hmm. Denny Avdia, and then also Corey Kispert. What, do you think this is the time where we start to see that progression from these three guys and they can help to round out that rotation and make this a deeper, a deeper, more dangerous offensive team? I absolutely do. First of all, Corey, in my opinion, he had a pretty decent rookie year. He had, he had to step up to the plate with some of the injuries, uh, he talked about at media day some of the work that he's put in in the off season. So he's got a focus that I really like. So I think you're going to see him step up. We've already seen Rui, which we were hoping that he would do. I mean, we've seen Rui be very aggressive in the games thus far, and hopefully that carries on to the regular season. But he looks like he's really coming into his own. It took a little bit of time, especially with him missing those. Uh, like he missed quite a few games last season with the whole mental health situation that he was dealing with. So I think we're finally seeing him come around. And then Denny, I think once he gets over his injury, that's the only thing holding him back, but he seems a lot more confident as well. So I definitely think we're going to see, see another step from all of them. So, so Korea, I think I read something. Are you, are you surprised? Did, did they pick up um, the optional Rui's rookie deal? I didn't see that. I don't think they did. I don't think I thought I read something that they didn't pick up the option. I gotta check it out then. You said uh, they did or they did not? Did not, did not. I don't think they did. Right, no, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said they did. No, no. No, I, as far as I know, they have not picked okay. up Rui's option. So do you all right, so to, to Will's point talking about Rui, do you think Rui there's a chance that Rui gets traded from this team this season? Or this during during the season? Oh man. I hope not. I know it's a, I mean, that has come up just in general when I've been on other shows. Uh-huh. 
it's come up, but it's just hard for me to see them trade away their one of their first round draft picks. He is starting to really step up to the plate. And we've heard coach and coach actually um I think he got asked the question, like, who's kind of stood out to him the most as far as progressing their game? And he mentioned Rui. So I think it would take a lot to trade him away during the season. So what do you uh, – so, so I'm going to just on, still, I'm still on Rui. What's going to be Rui's role then? Is he going to be off the bench, a six-man? Is, is he going to start? I don't, it doesn't like he's going to, but is there a chance for him to start? I'm just trying to figure out, like, what's going to be – what do you think his role is going to be with this ball club? I mean, that's true. I think you're going to see Rui come off the bench. Um, I don't see him starting. And I mean, and I guess, I mean, to your point, that is the the issue there, right? Mm-hmm. Is you do have a first round draft pick that more than likely is coming off the bench. And, and, and at this point in his career, um, you know, you would like to see him starting, but I just don't really see him in the starting lineup consistently. I mean, there may be times but I don't really see him consistently in in the lineup. So I mean that is that is the question as far as something that would go into whether or not they think about trading Rui. Um, you know, but like I said, because of his youth as well, and I know that this is still a young team. They're kind of like in the win mode, win now mode, right? So that's where you need like your Will Barton and your Monte Morris and your Kyle Kuzma, right? Yeah. But then when it comes to the future, that's where you kind of want want your Rui Hashimura. So I kind of struggle with that one, to be honest. But we'll see. So, Karita, what are your expectations for this team? Your personal expectations. What do you think? They're, are they a playoff team? Um, are they a play-in type of team? Or are they not a playoff team? <laughs> <laughs> My expectation is for them to be a playoff team. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little. I'm. I'm a little concerned with that last preseason game. I mean, they just. You want to go into the regular season with some momentum, and they just didn't play very well to me in that last preseason game. I'm hoping that just has to do with them still needing to kind of build that team chemistry. But I do think I expect for them to be in the playoffs. At this point, you gotta. You can't. At the worst, I would say a playing team. But at the best, they need to make it to the playoffs this season, period, in my opinion. Well, we hope they No playing, uh, no nothing. We hope, man. It's all on bread, right? I mean, if you pay if you pay Bradley that kind of money, I'm calling him Bradley because we talking about this contract, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you pay, pay Bradley that kind of money, you need to go to the playoffs this year, period. Wow. Period. If you want, because you know if they don't make it to the playoffs, even if they go to the play-in, people are going to, the first thing people are going to holler about is Bradley's extension. Well, Karita, I'm looking at this Sixers team and I'm seeing just how Embiid and Harden are playing, off, playing together and, you know, in, especially in the pick and, the middle pick and roll game, man, and I'm hoping that we can get to see just a sliver of that with Brad and Christoph Porzingis this year. But Karita, uh-huh. yep. Um, but yeah, Karita, we're about to wrap up this segment. But we want first we want to thank you for being on. Before we let you go, please let let our listeners know how they can find you on social media, and please tell them about your podcast. Yes, so you can find me on social media at Karita C. Parts. You can also follow my company, 
Double Take Sports at DBL Take Sports. And we will be starting the Triple W podcast again this season. So that's at Triple W Pod on social media. And last but not least, I just started a new venture. I'm also serving as a lead contributor for Sports Illustrated Fan Nations Inside the Wizards website. So writing for them now too. So yeah, your girls out here doing it I with a bunch of Wizards content. Okay. <laughs> SI two now. Okay. I see you. I see yes, you. Yes. All right. That's what's up, Creator. Hey, we're gonna definitely have you back on. Appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys. Holla. All right, All right holla. Take it. Holla at you. Oh uh, man, it's awesome, man. Karita Parks, man. Check her out on Twitter at Karita C Parks. Dope person. Damn. SI doing it big. All right, man. No, it was great. It was great to have Karita on, man. We definitely appreciate her. Yeah, but good, bro. after the break, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> after the break, we will discuss Deontay. Oh, oh, a great. I'm not gonna say it. it wasn't a great night of boxing, but we'll we'll yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll discuss an event, an event, a jam packed event full night of oh, boxing. Lying about that, bro. After the break, it's the Urban Sports Scene on Empire Media for ages. I'm oh, sorry, I got, I got twisted. Hey, oh, hey, say it again. Let's do it again. I don't care. Let's do it again. I don't care about these shoes. Let's do it again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, after the break, we'll discuss an eventful night of boxing. All right. It's the urban sports scene. But I just. You dig? Do this. On Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. I promise you, I ain't high. <laughs> <laughs> The best music, music, music. Another one, another one. DJ Khaled. I like the wretched women. G6, let's get it. Rich coming down to the city. On God, outside getting litty. Showing me the titties. Acting like a menace. Standing on the couch. Standing on business. Drinks in your mouth. Swallow, don't spit it. Party all the time. Feeling like Diddy. Shining a little wrist. Feeling like Billy. God did, God did. I'm a witness. I just sent 50 bottles to Woo. know the game getting the vip by the penis. Still in the meeting, be back in a minute. The phone talking chicken. Hey. We the best, we too blessed, we keep winning. We the best. The party won't stop, it won't finish. Let's get it. Let's get it. Get it. We did it. Did it. I'm committed. committed. We all in it. In, it. in the city. city. We get litty. Lit. Get out your feelings and go get some bandages. God did, God did. I'm a witness. Woo. I just sent 50 bottles to. Woo. Know the game getting the fit by the pennant. Still in the meeting, be back in a minute. I tell her activate, throw it back, it got an aftertaste. Had a kid coming, six figures of paddy face. Paddy. The school at heart knocking, I graduated. I can't f with that, be aggravated. If I can't get that bag, I'm agitated. Bad. She popping that, but she graduated. Bobby. All the party is animated. They keep telling me it's my time to tone it hot ground like uh, You I are listening to the Urban Sports Day with Will T. I'm Wole, the homie Ray DJ's out, and we are part of Amp Pirate Media at amppiratemedia.com. All right, former heavyweight champ. Will was mentioned it because it wasn't like a great night of boxing, but it was a lot of boxing, though. It, it, it was an action-packed, event-full exactly. night of boxing. But I'm going to mention, you know, it's the heavyweights. Everybody likes to see the heavyweights. So former heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder KO'd Robert Hellenius, um, Hellenius excuse me, in the first round. Um, to you, Will, watching that fight. <laughs> I know it's one round. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? I didn't I watch that it. particular So I'm going to tell you what I thought I about was it. watching. Well, no. I, I was watching the Devin Haney. I watched that Devin too. Haney I fight. watched that too. I'm not going to say it's Wilder back to form if you watched it. Because I watched it. I will say this. 
You watch a lot of TV in my life. I watch a lot of TV. And you mm-hmm. watch shows where say dives. That I know somebody argued with me saying, no, he wouldn't dive. That looked like a dive type of punch. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Deontay's a Deontay's a powerful, powerful man. Punch. He's a powerful a very, man. Very powerful man. Yeah, but that punch wasn't that kind of punch, though. And it wasn't. You, I you've like, seen him throw punches bro. with wor- far more worse intent yes, to hurt and, and, and to hurt someone. Yeah, and that one, it just didn't look right. And especially, and this is the thing: if that if he had just went down, then I could have been like, "All right, he went down." Mm-hmm. But but to be down. <laughs> so you're saying you you think he like just to wanted be, to get the payday? Yeah, to be, be down like the, that, and get the easy workout like, out of the way. Yeah, because I even seen there's like I love Mike Tyson, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love Mike Tyson. There have been fights that I've been like when Mike hits you, he grazed you. But at least you saw my thing is that when Mike grazed you, though it still like it was fake. It looked like somebody took a dive. When he grazed you, it was with full vicious intent that he grazed you, mm-hmm. right? This punch wasn't any intent. There was no intent. You like you can't tell me there was the intent was to knock him out with that punch. It was it was a show punch, and he got that dude off the mat. Well. I even had Wilder fans who agreed with me too. Like I was like, "Yo, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to accuse any boxer of taking a dive." Yeah, uh, I'll say that. Good job, but Bill. I, but, You're a nice guy. But I'll <laughs> I'll say this, um, <laughs> not just for Deontay Wilder, uh-huh. for any of the top level elite fighters. If you aren't in it to cement a legacy of being an all time great, what are you in it for? Mm-hmm. And I say that because. To do that, there's a level of competition you face. Yes, that's true. And on Saturday, I understand Deontay Wilder went through three uh, you physically. Got you. Yes, three physically intensive fights got with you. Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. one of the best heavyweights in boxing right, right. now. Right. Huge, six foot nine, um, very skilled with his feet and his hands um, and his mind. You know, for Deontay Wilder, I understand he needed to take a fight or fight a fighter to get back on track, yes. to get this confidence, and also to announce to the world that I'm back. Mm-hmm. But to fight that level of fighter, a guy who isn't even really a contender per se, yeah. um, to me, it, it does more to harm boxing, boxing okay. To, okay. to harm boxing, right? Mm-hmm. And also, it makes me, you know, question, um, is Deontay Wilder really, really back. Because if he's really back and you've been facing the most elite of elite heavyweights, uh-huh. I'm not saying you jump in the ring um, with Anthony Joshua. I'm not saying you jump back in the ring with Usyk. Yeah. But um, jumping into the ring with, I don't know, maybe an Andy Ruiz. Yeah, that's cool. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's one of that's, the fight. That, that, a guy who's a former heavyweight champion. Yeah. Right? That, that to me... Let's me know that you you, you for real. You like for real about you, this. Like you feel about this sport. Like you feel you for, about this I'm sport. not saying I'm not, I'm, and I'm not questioning his passion for the sport. I'm saying that you're for real about the facing the, the, a high know. level of competition. No, it's just like you know. I mean, people make fun of him, but at the end of the day, like, look at uh, Anthony Joshua was a prime example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's still he's not trying to fight. Like you said, he's gone down and he's fought. Who is, you know, he continues to try to fight, the, you know, some people put his name back out there. You know what I'm saying? Well, I get this is a better test, though. We'll know better about that. The next person, Anthony Joshua, fights. I think that's fair. Because Ruiz beat him. He get the rematch. Same thing with uh, Usyk beat him, gets the rematch. We'll know this fight, who, if he fights somebody that's more respectable in his next fight, then we, then we can say, all right, 
and he's kind of showed, <coughs> like you said, he care about the game of boxing. But no, no, not not care about the no, game of boxing, about, but cementing your legacy as like one of the Like you care greats. about your legacy of boxing. Yes. Put like that. I'm sorry. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I just I don't. I'm not gonna say he's back because again, I've seen him. Like when we talk about to your point, where like the issue with Deontay Wilder was never power. Right, so you can't test what you learn and what you've done with that type of caliber of talent. That the guy that you fought, like yeah. you can't test yourself. You don't know, like you, but if you picked up or gotten better off of what happened to you against Fury, you know what I'm saying. And obviously, you know he still feels a certain way about that fight. Anybody watch the pivot? Like he feels a certain way about that fight, and he thinks that I, 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 I'm not watch informed it. of oh. how he feels. How because I oh I'm gonna know, watch, watch the pivot. It. He feels that. Uh, he feels that very cheated um, with the gloves and well, I, tactics. I, yeah, I don't know how true that is. Or, I, I don't, look, look, look bro. Like I can't. Like this is the thing I believe in, dog. You lost to me. You lost three times. The first time they gave they gave you a draw. Yeah, the, the you second can't cheat the, three times. You can't cheat second, all three. Yeah, the second and third. <laughs> the second and third fights were. Um, they were one not, particularly they were, they were one sided. The only thing, the only fight that you had, the only even the first fight, if you look at rounds. Like you do rounds for rounds. The only thing he had the knockdowns, but it lasted, and he pretty much dominated. I'm talking about just in terms of winning most of the rounds. Mm-hmm. Like if we put it this way: in all the rounds, other than knockouts, in all of the rounds, forget the knock knockdowns. All right, we I can I'll eliminate the knockdowns for you if your issue was that you got knocked down by by Fury. If that's your issue, right? And he cheated. That is your issue, right? If we're gonna do rounds, you lost most of the rounds in all three fights. If you put all three fights together. In rounds, you're still behind. So to me, like, you lost to the better boxer, bro. Like, it is what it is. But anyway, just even that, so even for him, it's like we don't get to see if he improved on what everybody has talked about Deontay Wilder as he gotten better as a boxer. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. That mm-hmm. that level of competition that he faced mm-hmm. wouldn't have allowed him to yes, get the work in. And I, and I know he gets work in yeah. with sparring, sparring partners. partners. Yeah, of course. Right, um, and at you know at the gym when he's training, um, but to that's why I'm talking about going into the deep, the yeah, deep, deep end. end. Yeah, you want to see it and and testing himself and showing and displaying a certain level of skill set from mm-hmm. a boxing perspective. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you, man. All right, man, let's go to Devin Haney, man. Devin Haney beat George Cambosis by unanimous decision to retain the undisputed lightweight championship. Man, um, thoughts, man. Uh, I, I told you prior to the first fight with George Cambosis, I thought we would see the making of a star or the, yeah. the, the there the being the arrival of yeah. another star in yeah. boxing. boxing yeah. And um, Devin Haney did the things that I thought he would do, and he kind of and he cemented it. He showed that it wasn't a fluke, right? Uh-huh. So many times we see boxers, you know, if there's a rematch clause and they win, they try to um, do certain things to get the fight to go away, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But Devin Haney said, no, I'll go right back over to Australia. I beat you cleanly the first time. I want to beat you cleanly the second time. You can have any excuse you want. I'm not going to feed into it. So um, if I'm top rank and I'm Bob Arum, I, I'm, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking I have a, a stable of superstars happening. on my hands with bro. Shakur Stevens and Damn, then also with Devin, Devin Haney. Haney. No, you happening. have two young dynamic African-American fighters um, who will realistically for the next five to possibly five to 10 years in boxing Mm -hmm. are going to be in 
pay-per-view fights um, and fights that I think that the general public, after a while, will want to see if they're promoted right. And they got uh, Jared. My God. Jared out. Jared out. Anderson, Jared Anderson. I yeah. think he's a, I think yeah, he's a young heavyweight. Star, man. Young heavyweight. He's a future star in the heavyweight in the heavyweight championship. Like yeah. I think he's kind of you know all the talk has been about you know PBCs having like the talent, but I think like you said, I think when you're looking at what's happening, what he's building, you know, it's patience, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got some guys who aren't happy, but it's patience. You got some younger, some younger cats that you got dudes that are not just great, not just skilled, but special. And, you know and also think think of it like this, you know, what did we see? Where was the Deontay Wilder fight? That was pay-per-view. Yeah. Right? And these guys are fighting on ESPN, yeah. and they're fighting on ESPN on too. Saturdays right after college football, so they're getting great lead-ins. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, over the years, man, over the – you know, it'll be interesting to see where Devin Haney goes next yeah. and who he faces next. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I just hope that – if he is going to work with Bob Barham going forward, you know, he puts himself in a position where he can fight not just fighters on top rank, yeah. but fighters who work Everywhere, with other man. promoters that's supposed, that's, because that's, that's what the game's missing, man. And that's why I think, you know, we, we, we alluded to it. It was an event full night. Yeah. Full event of actual fight. Yeah. yeah. Event full night full of um, fights. Yeah. But you look at two competing cards, right? That, that, Confuses the general it public does, and the boxing it public, does, man. It does, man, and it, and it, it distracts does. away from what's important, which is putting together great competition. competition. And that's yeah. why you see UFC has continuously taken yeah, market got, share boxing, and people. These promoters got to your point. They got to put the egos aside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just work together. Like you can make this whole thing special because if you eat, everybody eats. This whole thing about trying to like take care of your stable, take care of your boxes. But if you eat, everybody eat. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. to a point, man. Like if you really want. This whole thing to work and be dynamic because you, we we said this, but it's a plethora of great young talent, man. Like, that the world and, and that the, the world, world don't the world doesn't know, about, know about, about because that you know they can, that you can either only fight on the zone no, or you can fight yeah. on ESPN or you can fight with PBC. Yeah. Right. To me, I understand that from an economic standpoint as a as a promoter, you yeah. want to do what's right best for you, you and keep the money yeah. for but you yourself. Can do both though, you can do both. You, know you can. You can do both. So it, to me, it's not a valid. It's not a. It's not a good excuse for these dudes. I'm with you, Wilson. I totally agree with you, man. So, all right, man. With PBC, another. You know that which is something that was on the PBC card, the Deontay Wilder card, super middleweight, Kate, Caleb Plant, KO, bro, and I mean KO, Anthony Durrell in the ninth round. Um, man, we saw that knockout. Would you? What, what, did, your, did the trash talking come in your come in your mind first? The stuff that Durrell was talking, or did you was just. In all um, the knockout, the knockout. I, first, my 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 biggest thing is is he okay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, that's my fact, first thing. Fact. The the first thing is is he okay? His yeah. health, yeah. Um, neurologically, true. Physically, true. Um, mentally, is he okay? Mm-hmm. Second thing is, man, that's why we watch the sport. Yes, that's what that's what we want. True. I mean, it, these guys are losing a lot mentally and physically when these things happen. Yeah. But that's what we that's what attracts people to the sport. That's True. why, you know, outside of two gladiators competing um and pushing themselves physically, mm-hmm. we we watch it for those one shots shot, that annihilate a guy. That one clean shot. That's yeah. what we do right. That's what we watch it for. You know, especially when you look at to me, I mean not to say that Caleb Plant doesn't have any power and but it just—I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? No, I—I I, I definitely didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? That. Like, 
And it was just, and it, you know, I, and, I, and, I, and I said, Caleb Flack was going to beat Darrell. I think everybody thought, I mean, Alvin, did you think he was going to beat Darrell? Uh, in that fashion, no. No, but yo, did you? Th- I thought he was going to win by the cards. That's how, that's how I looked at Caleb Flack. Oh, you thought it would go, it would go, I thought it would go thought, distance. I thought it would go to the day. Yeah. Go to the distance. I thought Caleb Flack um, would beat him I, by points. To be, to be honest with you, I, I thought Darrell might squeak it out. Okay. Squeak it out yeah. late. Yeah, so I, but, I, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, but I was surprised, though. I mean, I don't – it was clean. It was a nice, clean punch. I was like, dang, got him. Like, he just got him. I mean, but you know what? I, I think Caleb Plant, you know, is a good boxer. I do. I really think he's a good boxer. Um, I thought he did some good things against Canelo. It's just that he wasn't a fighter that Canelo was going to be scared of. I said that. Like, he's just not that type of dude. No, he couldn't. He I couldn't mean, scare – he couldn't get – he wouldn't be able to fend Canelo off. Yeah, his power wasn't it, enough. It wasn't scary enough. You know, to I mean? hold Canelo exactly. back. So, I, and, and the skill, though it's skilled, wasn't on the level of, like, say, a Mayweather or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that doesn't, I said it before, and I said that even when he took the loss. And I think he pretty much, I mean, he said it himself. Like, he's not done. You know, I went against the best, and this is, you know, I had to test myself. Like, when he fought, when he fought Canelo. Mm-hmm. So, when you, you're not wrong with losing to one of the best in the game. When it doesn't mean that you're not still a prize fighter, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so to me, this knockout showed that like he's still one of the best super middleweights out there in the game, and and you know they they pan to a, to Charlo. So you know, I don't know if that fight's gonna ever happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Charlo. I think Charlo will get him, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Charlo will win. Me but, too. Yeah, you know, it it, w- it would be interesting, mm-hmm. especially it would be interesting coming off of this, this performance. I agree. Right? Yeah. If we see it off, if we see that fight coming off of this performance, that's that's money. That's a promoter's dream, though. See what I'm talking about? Like when you get this performance, you gotta jump on this quick. Like this has gotta be something you guys you gotta work on. Like yeah, you gotta put be money. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get a a huge fight for Plant next, then you gotta put him in there with a opponent that um, could only escalate his profile to get him back to a championship level. Totally agree, man. All right, man, it's part, I mean, we're about to go to break. It's part of our HBCU corner segment. We'll play our interview with Bethune-Cookman tight end, Kamari Averin. After the break, you're listening to the Urban Sports Saint. For ages. You dig? Deuces on Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com. Dot com. We the best music. Another one. Another one. Another one. DJ Khaled. Khaled. I like the wretched women. Go. G6, let's get it. Woo. Rich coming down to the city. On God. Yo, God. Outside getting lit it. Showing me the titties. Woo. Acting like a menace. Woo. Standing on the couch. What? Standing on business. Go. Drinks in your mouth. Drink. Swallow, don't spit it. Swallow. Party all the time. Woo. Feeling like Diddy. Diddy. Shining a little wrist. Ice. Feeling like Billy. Billy. God did. God did. I'm a witness. Woo. I just sent 50 bottles to. Woo. Know the gang getting a vip by the business. Still in the meeting. Be back in a minute. The phone talking chicken. Hey. We the best, we too blessed, we keep winning. We the best. The party won't stop, it won't finish. Let's get it. Let's get it. Get it. We did it. Did it. I'm committed. committed. We all in it. Did it. In the city. city. We get litty. Lit. Get out your feelings and go get some benches. God did, God did. I'm a witness. Woo. I just sent 50 bottles to. Woo. Know the gang getting the fit by the penis. Still in the meeting, be back in a minute. I tell her at the bank, throw it back, it got an aftertaste. Patty cake coming, six figures of patty face. Patty. The school of hard knocking, I graduated. I can't f with that be aggravated. If I can't get that bag, I'm agitated. Bad. She popping that, but she graduated. Bobby. The party is animated. animated. 
They keep telling me it's my time to tone it, hot grind like it, I gotta take it. Angels watch over me, looking at demons and can't run, you gotta face it. When they give up on you, down it with you. Take it back to the basics. I'm a Dundada, lace on my products, popping my collar. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T and myself, Ole, part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. The homie Ray G's out. We want to thank you all for tuning in to our show. We appreciate you all. Uh, before we sign off, listen to our HBCU Corner interview with Bethune-Cookman University tight end Kamari Averin. Thanks again and enjoy your night. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Ray and Wole. And it's time for our HBCU Corner segment. And let me introduce our guest, whose collegiate football career began at the University of Louisville, where he spent two seasons prior to transferring to the historic Bethune-Cookman University, where he stars at tight end and finished the 2021 season with an impressive 52 receptions, 888 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Our guest breakout season led him being named the 2021 Hero Sports FCS All-American team, and he is widely considered an emerging NFL prospect. Welcome to the Urban Sports Scene at HBCU Corner, Kamari Averitt. What's good, brother? What's up, Ray, man? What's going on, man? man? Good to have you all. Everything good. How about you guys? We good, man. We good. You know, weather's changing. So we went from the summer to the fall, and now we're just trying to, like, get used to it. <laughs> What's the weather like where you at, bro? Well, I'm in Florida, man. It's as much as Daytona, so it's raining all every day. Thunder and rain. I know. Florida yeah. weather be tripping me. It's tripping me out. I ain't going to lie. That thing's something different. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but we're getting right. Let's get into like some warm up questions. So, real quick, you, um, I want to know how is your HBCU experience in Bethune? Like, what's the experience like over there? Well, from coming from PWI, mm-hmm. uh, it was, that was like the biggest transition for me. Um, at Louisville, like star player, you get special treatment. Even if you start playing here, you still like regular to everybody. Mm. I never worked a job when I was at Louisville. I had to work a job here. It helped. It actually HBCU lifestyle. I put a, I put it on my Twitter the other day. It really helped you learn how to survive in the real world. Mm-hmm. Rather than I was at Louisville, and say for instance, if I didn't go to the NFL from Louisville, I probably wouldn't know what was next for me. But now since I've been at HBCU. I was able to figure out what I can do after football. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's go to more of a fun thing. How is it, how is homecoming compared to Louisville to like, a, to like Bethune? Like, how is a homecoming experience? <laughs> Come on, I mean, we are <laughs> all our kind and we just enjoy ourselves. Like, uh-huh. bump homecoming, it's the Florida classic, man. If oh. you <laughs> like, my first time, I'm like, dang, like, I know Louisville games be packed, but Coming to that, uh-huh. the classic man, it was just like that was like crazy. I don't know how many fans in the stand, but homecoming is pretty cool too. I don't, I'm not the type of person at a party, uh-huh. so I tell you about the fun part. But I know the game be, it be it be good. You like the band experience? Then we don't have to talk about the partying part, like the band, the whole like the whole <laughs> band. Our band was see Our band no. When I first got here, people was telling me about the band instead of the football. The band, they pretty good. <laughs> so, so let me ask you: Is is FAMU? That's y'all rival, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I had to confirm because my homegirl went to FAMU, and I accidentally said you went to Bethune, and she was like, like she she started mugging me. I'm like, is it that serious? Like, so so how do y'all look, or how do you view FAMU down there? 
I mean, shoot, I'm new here, so like, oh. I'm beef with him. If my team, if my team beef with him, it's smoke with them boys too, man. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I mean, you play the tight end position. Who's your favorite football? Who's your favorite tight end? I got a couple of well, okay. right? Darren Waller play for the Raiders. Um, yeah, he on my fancy team. I love him. Travis <laughs> uh, Kelsey is a pretty decent tight end. Um, Mark Andrews. And Kyle Pitts, but I don't really call Kyle Pitts a tight end because he, he really like a receiver to me. Uh, yeah. So, so who's your favorite player then? It may not be a tight end, but who's your favorite football player? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> makes sense. Louis, Louis, Louis. <laughs> makes sense. I mean, he's in, he's out here in this area. We, we're in the we located in Maryland, so he's yeah. in you know Baltimore. So it's not that far from us, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So what are your what, like what so what are some of your favorite hobbies? Well, I read books. Um, I'm currently reading. It's a book. I forget. Well, I don't forget the name of it. It's right here. Hold on. Uh, it's called The Mentor Leader from Tony Dungy. You, you, you guys should know him. He's a, he was NFL currently an NFL coach. Um, so I was reading that book. I just got finished reading Secure the Bag. It was a pretty decent book. I actually played a game as well. Uh, I just started playing 2K. I really don't play Madden because I was so good at Madden. I just had to stop playing it. Um, yeah. a game. Uh, since I've been in Daytona, you know we stay right by the beach. So when I need to clear my mind and get some free time, I just go to the beach and just chill out there. That's what's up, bro. So does that help you turn in terms of just coping with what happens during the game and the season? Like I know this season had to start off the way you all have wanted. So what's your mindset now? What was your mindset coming into the year? Dominate, um, but actually that don't really do. I listen to motivational speeches to prepare me for games. Like I don't know why this give me chills, bro. Like hearing Ike Johnson or um, oh, yeah. Johnson. if y'all, uh, Steve Harvey is a real great uh, motivational speaker, man. Uh, him and Et, I listen to them three, man, and they just get me going. Oh, yeah, Et, are oh, you listening to all the heavy hitters, man? Yes, sir. He's been doing it for a minute. Uh, so has Inky Johnson, man. Now, he's real inspirational, man, just based on all he overcame. And I don't know if you saw him on the pivot. I don't like the, like, highlight of a podcast while I'm doing my thing. But at the same time, his story is crazy, man, the way he grew up. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, maybe that's what you got a future in. You never know. Yes, sir. Check out Denzel, too. He hey, man. no, More hey, hey hope ho, ho Like, you can, you, can, you can shout the pivot. The pivot like that, bro. You can, I, I shout the pivot all the time. <laughs> Whatever. I strive to be great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, what? All over everywhere, man. <laughs> but also, all right, so last year, like last year you went you went you had over eight hundred yards receiving. Um what what was coming going into this season? What are some of your statistical goals? I'm trying to either match numbers or get better numbers than last season because I know that'll be like I already put myself on the map, but if I can have two consistent season, I could possibly be a draft pick coming from HBCU. So doubling them numbers or putting up the same numbers and adding more touchdowns, that'd be great for me. Uh, so I mean, you're an athletic tight end. So who, we already talked about like who's your favorite tight end, but who do you feel like you compare mostly to? Probably Jordan Davis. Uh, uh, he's from Florida. He played at Florida. He played for the Washington Redskins. He recently just retired uh, last year. Or Dan Waller, I would say. Um, yeah, or you can compare. Me. Some people say Rob Gronkowski. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that's, that. That's big. 
Yeah. I'm gonna go Waller though. I like the Waller comparison. That's one of yeah. my favorite because he's one of my favorites. I, I say people probably say that because I don't know. I the last time I ran a forty was at Louisville. I was two hundred and seventy pounds. I ran a four seven. So mm-hmm. that's what when they say right. But I'm yeah. quite way faster than. Me. Mm-hmm. Are you still at two seventy? No, sir. Two fifty. Two fifty. See, there you go. Ah. Uh, Love it. <laughs> hey, how you, how you do that? <laughs> what you cut out bread? <laughs> Man, I went on a real strict diet. Like the, I used to eat a lot of burgers. That was my favorite food. Actually, red meat. <laughs> cut out the red meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bread for a minute. It took some time. Like once upon a time, like when I got when I left Louisville, I was kind of in the press stage. I got all the way up to two eighty nine. I got the thumb, and I just started. I knew I had to work harder than what I was doing at Louisville, so. I was working out four to five times a day. I even was working out with the track team. So it helped me out a whole lot. And I lost oh, all Oh, yeah, man. Track ladies is out there, man. I ain't going to lie. That's distracting. But I'm glad you got the discipline. And I want to say you you fit in well on this show. We gave up red meat the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real talk. But yeah, real talk. <laughs> you talk about transferring to Bethune. <laughs> you talk about transfer, transferring to Bethune. What, what went into your mindset uh, selecting? Bethune and uh, HBCU, um, just the HBCU alone. So, like, I just, when I got kicked out of Louisville, a lot of Power Fives came, but I just feel like they didn't, like, want to fully commit to me. Um, the recruiting coordinator here, Chad Lucas, he actually sat down with me and talked it out. Um, I had other HBCUs, like South Carolina State, but, you know, HBCU funding be, like, kind of crazy. So, it was just, like, if you weren't finna put me on a full ride scholarship, I was never coming to your school. Like, because I, I didn't have the money to pay for the school. Uh, um, and they kept it real from day one. Um, I came up here, like the beach and stuff, like like the coaching staff. Coach Sam's a very great coach. And it's just like, from recruiting to now, they still the same people. Like, I can come to them about anything and talk to them about anything. So it was just, I was just big on the relationship I had with them. So, so, so obviously being at an HBCU, how big would it be for you to 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 make it to a league, knowing that you got Bethune Cookman on your back, and Man. an HBCU and the HBCU like whole title and name on your back as well? I mainly Bethune Cookman, bro. I can't tell you the last person that got drafted from here. I really wanna. I don't have any scouts coming in and out for me to get my name called. That'd mean so much to me and to my team because then it ain't just me here. We got other athletes here too, and that'll really. Bring Bethune coming some more recruits in. Like you see how the Jackson State, uh, Grambling, they bringing all these four, five stars, three stars in. Hopefully, when I get drafted from here, that can help bring guys in to make Bethune be Bethune again. Dope, man. Dope. I want to say the last person that went to Bethune was a Terrence Matt was a uh, not Mathis. Uh, I want to say his last day was Mathis. It is Mathis, right? You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, Jacksonville. Mathis? He played for Jacksonville. He was a oh, cornerback back in the day. Now I'm aging myself. Now I'm really aging myself. It is, it is what it is. But I think once I say it's Mathis, though, I can't I can't think of his first name because it's, it's it's losing my mind. But anyway, hey, before we let you go, how um is there anything you would like to add? Oh, Rashawn, Rashawn Mathis. Yeah, Rashawn Mathis. That's what I'm thinking of. Is there anything you would like to add? Huh? He got drafted like 2015. He got drafted. He was a second. I wouldn't say he was a second round pick because he let the, he let the nation in interception. Nah, tw- that's 2003, my dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how old you was back then. <laughs> yeah, I told, why you aged me, bro? I told that. No, no, he, he, he asked me. Yeah, he asked me. <laughs> I, hey, bro, look, I had just graduated from college that year, bro. So I'm I'm just as old as Rashawn Mathis, baby. Yeah, man. I just hey, I tried man. to I tried to graduate from college that year. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but nah. I don't, 
got too much I want to say. I got a documentary coming out soon, so um, that's real big for me. Uh-huh. It's all about my life story and what how how I got through adversity and stuff. So that's something to be looking out for. Man, well, thanks for being on HBCU Corner, man. We wish the best for you, man. I'm def I can't wait to see you play on Sundays, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys.